Yo, I could swallow the sea. I can hold my breath and count to a zillion. I can fly. I can stretch and stretch for a million billion miles till I'm the highest man in the world. Yeah, well, I could become a giant robot with magic death rays. That's nothing, man. I can't be burnt. Like, I could eat flame and stick my head in an oven and close the door and turn invisible and count... Hey, will you kids keep it down in there? Your mother's got a splitting headache! And knock off that boasting! If the same old senseless posturing has got you ready to chunk your terrarium and start raising sea monkeys, hold the bus. You've got the bragging rights to the best mix of freeform music and public affairs. Right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, 88.3, Radio Free, no lion. I can speak 12 languages and turn into plastic, man. Well, I could talk to animals and turn into Stretch Armstrong and The Flash. I've seen Star Wars and Planet of the Apes 8 trillion times. Yeah, well... I seen Tatum O'Neill naked. Yeah, well, I could eat 900 boxes of Count Chocula, and my uncle used to host Whopper Room, and he knows Count Chocula, Godzilla, and Bruce Lee personally. I got an iron neck. Hey, I thought I told you to keep it down in there. If I hear one more word, you're getting head cheese for dinner, and I mean it. I can juggle machetes. Man, I ate the brown acid at Woodstock. You liar. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, you mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. Hello, hello. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. What a beautiful Wednesday. It is. Wednesday, January 31st, 2007. That's right. Next month is the month of love. Woohoo! Lerve, as I like to say. Lerve? Lerve. I lerve February. <laughs> okay. Where did that come from? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Just... I made it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I didn't, I'm sure I'll get sued. Oh, there you go. There hey, you, go. you know, that's what it's like being a radio personality. That's right. You know? My mom always said I have a face for radio, so... Oh. Oh, the poor thing. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely not. If folks actually uh, knew, uh, saw a picture of Gabe, they would dev- never say that. That's so. right. That they would say something else. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome um, to Closets Are For Clothes. This is Gabe. And this is Dan. And so what did you do this weekend? Um, I don't remember. I think that I worked. Oh. I know, right? You are working all the time. I know. Someone should tell my boss. I think we should. Definitely. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I might be able to have an opportunity to do that soon. Really? Great, great. What about you? Do anything exciting? Well, I was kind of, it was a friend, my housemate's um, a birthday this weekend. Oh. So I decided I'd take her out to dinner and a movie. So we went to go see the dollar show and went to McDonald's. No. Nice. Um, uh, no, <laughs> no so, uh, um, and so I kind of let her choose what, uh, what uh, movie to see. Mm-hmm. And now she is a movie aficionado. She goes to movies every single weekend. She's got a group of people she goes with. Right. They, Did they, you see Happy Feet, the, the dancing penguin one? I didn't. But you know what I heard about that one? And I'm dying to see it. Is that it's, it's gay propaganda. I don't know if it's gay propaganda. I think it's just political propaganda. But anyway, you didn't see that. Political propaganda? Uh-huh. Oh, let's take a little diversion. What? Why, how is it political diversion? <laughs> well, you know, I hear that. Um, so it's about these penguins. Okay. Right. Who, who aren't allowed to dance. And oh. so there's this one penguin who, like, wants to dance and express himself. But everyone else is, like, really oppressive. Oh. And, like, um, yeah. And I think literally at the end, there's a, a protest scene. So. <laughs> Wow, you haven't seen it either. I haven't. Oh, well, at the very, very end, I hear there's a little bit of like and save you know and a little bit about global warming right, um, because right. the you know these penguins would not be around anymore so global warming is even affecting um cartoon penguins exactly right. i mean you need to do something about it it's true yeah and then i also think about like for instance the walk the march of the penguins the march of the penguins yes. which i didn't see either oh, but i do love penguins i just don't like movies about them oh gotcha okay. i feel like if i'm watching a movie about a penguin i could be Doing yes. something else. Ah, gotcha. Well, but the, the thing is, is that, you know, they go through so much with the starvation for so many months. <laughs> if anybody's seen it, you'd understand. It's a, it's quite an amazing movie. And the, and the other thing I think about is, like, the people that had to actually film it. They must have been there forever watching these penguins do their thing. I do love Morgan Freeman in a good voiceover role, though. Yeah. <laughs> there you, you know, go. I do like that. <laughs> this is Morgan Freeman. See? You do have a voice for radio. See? There you go. Uh, well, thank you. So what did you end up seeing? <laughs> so we ended up going... To, so, uh, so I was allowing her to choose like which movie she wanted to go see, because I had not seen anything for like the last two months. And so I, I could see anything that was out there or whatever. She's like, oh, no, no. You choose which one of them was Happy Feet. Another one was... Um, that I haven't seen that I want to see is The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, the Will Smith um, movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Living Writers. Things like those. Uh-huh, I love those kind of uh-huh. movies. The touchy-feely, no blood and guts type of movies. Right. I love Oscar those. season's coming up. <gasps> yes. So okay. I got to get caught up as well. Uh-huh, so because uh-huh. there's another one about um, uh, the something about the Sunshine Child or... Um, uh, we mentioned it earlier. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I've got to see that as well. So right. there's a lot of different things the I got to see. Queen, which is oh. not about me, but about Queen Elizabeth. Oh, my gotcha. Sister. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there, and and she goes, "Well, I really don't know. Well, I'll see Pursuit of Happiness again." And I looked at her, and I'm like, "No, no, no. Really, I don't know any of these." And she goes, "Well, why don't we go see, you know, Stomp the Yard?" Oh, uh, is that the one about stepping? Yes, exactly, exactly. And so I, and I said, yeah, let's go see it. And she was like, really? You go see this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, why not? Well, I love a good dance movie. That's what it is. Right? Well, it's basically absolutely, a dance movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and she's looking at me like, oh, well, the people, I've never been able to see that because the people she goes to the movies with would never see a movie like that because it's about black people. Ah, nice. And I was like, 
Are you kidding? And this is a person who I feel she's very, very evolved, very, um, um, I mean, she, she, she is, She um, doesn't keep a pointy white hood in the closet. No, right. no, not at all. I mean, she's, I mean, she was a member of P-Flag for several years. Oh, she was a member of, of, of rap for many years. I mean, she's definitely active in the community. People, um, um. I mean, heck, I would say she was one of these ideal social workers, I guess I could say. Right, okay. Um, and and she said that her friends wouldn't go with her. Exactly, so therefore she didn't go see it. Huh. And she was amazed that I would. And I'm like, well, I would love to see different uh, different um, th- things that are different than I. Like, for instance, Interesting. So has she ever seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or is it because it's not. Chinese people? Probably because it's Chinese people. Hmm. So I was just amazed. I-, I was like, are you kidding? And they thought, oh, well, if it had Will Smith... Or um, yeah, Will Smith is black. Well, but he's a major star though, and he does oh, a lot please. of quote unquote white type of roles. Well, that's roles ridiculous. That, you know that don't necessarily. Have... Oh yeah, like Muhammad Ali. Well, <laughs> she probably never saw that. Yeah, exactly. So I was just I was just amazed by that, and I was like, people are still because I thought, oh no, because I was hearing about. Um, Denzel Washington and how the uh, white community has really accepted him as a star. There's not very many roles for African Americans or Latino um, or Latin stars or um, mm-hmm. to be out there or actors. Um, and I was like, you got to be kidding. There's tons of things that I'm seeing. I know there's not as many as as white roles, but I know that there are many other. There's th- lots of other roles out there. And um, <laughs> excuse me. And um, so. And yeah, that's that's really interesting. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said about who gets represented in media and things like that. But but to think that um, a movie like Stomp the Yard is just right. for black people, right? Right, exactly. Right and we, now, now I will admit we were the only white people in the theater. But it was, you know, but you're probably it was, the only people in the theater. It's not a very good movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to comment on whether it was. Uh, yes, it's one of those movies that I like fast forward through the dialogue just to get to the stomping. Yes, because the stomping is amazing. Yeah, stomping absolutely. in itself is amazing. Oh. I can't, I can't stomp worth crap. Like you know, I barely make it up the steps. Well, that's how I do dry stomping. <laughs> I stomp on every single step. That's and, right. And breathe hard. You stomp every day, every step. Right. Exactly. So it was just one of those very interesting. And then at the same time. Um, so I had this incident, and then I go and I visit um, my mom, and you know that, and I don't know if you know this gay, but my family is a very conservative, very religious family, and so they know that I'm gay, but they're not really, don't want to really talk about it type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I go out there, and, and there's this thing my mom has that she really loves, the the car that I drive, and she's like, so, how's, how's my vehicle doing? And I turn to her, and I'm like, I don't know, it's in the garage, isn't it? And she's looking at me <laughs> like, what? Oh, no, I mean, the one that's parked out front. What and do you drive? I drive a van. Okay. And so, and she's, she's um, coveting this van of mine. And, um, and she's like... Um, I really, she says, I really like it, and she says you get to be able to, you know, it has all these features, yada yada yada, and you even get to be able to have your your throne is very high up above all the traffic, and I turned to her, your throne, exactly. I turned to her and I said that's very appropriate for a queen, <laughs> and she 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 did one of these startled moves kind of thing or whatever, and I turned to her and I said, Mom, your proper response would be, No, your mother is still alive. You're still only a princess, <laughs> and and she didn't get it. She absolutely had no clue what I was talking about. Yet my sister in the other room was heckling. Nice. Like I can't believe you actually said it to mother. Well done. And, well done. And so it was very interesting. Where, um, I guess where I, I, I sometimes impose various various cultures 
um, on people as well. That I guess that gay folks have a culture right. um, of our own, even though people say, oh, no, we're not. We don't have a culture. We don't have a... It's true. We have all groups. They have their own sort of way of talking about things and and their way of understanding things. And it's sort of how we see the world, right? Exactly. I can't see it as a straight person because I, um, I'm not straight. I, I just came out on radio. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so I can't see things like a straight person. Um, I see straight people, but I can't right, yeah. see things like them because that'd be boring. But um, oh. so, so yeah, I hear what yeah. you're saying. And, and I guess it, just one of those things I'm realizing is that how being gay is so much a part of my life mm-hmm, and how, mm-hmm. and how I, I'm, I'm kind of was surprised on like, with the, the situation with my roommate where she was where she has friends who won't see certain things I think it's very similar to like for instance a lot of straight folks who if it's gay they don't have anything to oh do I don't want to see Brokeback Mountain because it's about gay folks right right, right. rather than the amazing love story that's right. in there the or... heartbreak the scenery and exactly and Jake Gyllenhaal oh that's, that's I thought you said thing. the scenery right. so, um, <laughs> so you know you know talking about like our own sort of lexicon and our own culture you know I was watching um, Logo the other oh. day. Logo is the gay channel. Yes. Um, the one besides Bravo and Lifetime. And, um, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so Logo is the gay channel, and they have this thing called, they have this show called Power Lesbians. Power Lesbians? Yeah, yeah. Now, is it about roller derby or something? You know, I thought it was about electricians. So, <laughs> so I, um, I'm like, wow, Power Lesbians. So, what's this about? So, it's about, um, it's this, this woman, there's this documentary on, these uh, lesbians based out of LA and they, she considers them power lesbians because they were really well connected in Hollywood and they were really, um, they threw these huge parties and they had this, a lot of these huge women's gatherings and they um, like got them um, sponsored by companies wow, and stuff. So like great. they were the real deal. And I'm not talking like, like Martha Stewart either. Oh, okay. Um, okay. T- so these were like women who love women, who love partying, who were these, they were, you know, and I've never seen the L word, but I imagine like, I imagine that some of them would be power lesbians there you go okay so i thought it was really well, interesting. they currently are now i mean i think it's just like for instance a lot of like with the wmba mm-hmm. that that have created some folks to be able to uh be power lesbians um, right right you know, that they become an influence in their community well and also thinking like okay so who are the famous lesbians um uh ellen or right. rosie or are right. they power lesbians and Haish is she a power lesbian who wasn't a power lesbian who is a power lesbian you know which right goes back right and forth. right um you know i'm just <laughs> that's funny sorry go yeah. <laughs> sorry so so you know um so yeah just this this pheno- i don't know if it's a phenomenon or this cultural wave of power lesbians or i think or acknowledging maybe that Men aren't not necessarily um, always the ones in power That's and making true. the culture. That mm-hmm. there are actually folks that are doing amazing work. So, so why don't we like um, have folks just think about that? Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna take a quick break, and um, and uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, surprise. <laughs> and so, and maybe people think about what is a power lesbian, right? And and when we come back, maybe maybe we'll find some. That's right. To talk to exactly. All right. Hey, 
This, this is, is Nervous, Nervous But, but excited. excited. And you're listening to Closets Are For Clothes. On WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Yeah. Welcome back. We are... Um, where closets are for clothes. I forgot who I am. Uh, this is Gabe, and you're listening to po- Closets Are For Clothes, and we are going to talk to some amazing women. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk um, uh, to some, well, I don't know. I'll let them self-identify. Okay. I'll. You know, I'm not sure. So, you know, we wanted to, we, rewind. Use your words. Okay. <laughs> so we were we were thinking about power lesbians, right? Absolutely. So so we invited some. Yes. Well, we defined as power lesbians, right? Because as I one of the things that I think, and you you probably experienced too, is that when I invited them and told them what I the topic was. They said, me? I'm and, not a power lesbian. Yeah, what is that? Right. And so why don't we go around and introduce um, our fo- ourselves, just kind of like uh, your name and... Uh, what's that? Yeah, so let's go around and we'll introduce them. So we have today okay. um, uh, three great women, um, and in no particular order they are. Um, we have Jackie Simpson, who um, is an Ann Arbor native. Not really. She was... Well, she's not an Ann Arbor native. She's looking at me weirdly now. She works for the, <laughs> the Office of LGBT Affairs. Um, and uh, Here at the University of Michigan. Here at, at the University of Michigan. Um, and she's been at the university 9, 12. 11. 11 years. 11 years. Um, so, Jackie, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and we also have from the LGBT Resource Center at Eastern Michigan University, um, Local personality and shining star, Kate Brindle. Hello, Kate. Hi. Yes, and in fact, she might be leaving us a little early because of her shining star status. Uh, um, and you know, we should we can't say any prices, but where we, are you going to be performing tonight? Um, at Chaplin's Comedy Club in Clinton Township. Ooh. Oh, what time? Um, eight thirty all week, actually Wednesday through Saturday. Excellent. Oh wow! So if you don't catch her tonight, you know that um, you can definitely see her the rest of the week. That's great. Terrific. And we also have um, we also have Linda Lavardidi, um, who um, has been in our community for several years. Because um, I was reading that Trillium Real Estate's been around for like thirty. <laughs> Thank you. More like about five and a half. Really? Okay. Sorry. Um, the five uh, five five and a half years. Trillium. She's the owner of uh, our co-owner um, of Trillium Real Estate. Uh, she also has. Um, uh, I also am to mention the lindalom.com, um, L-I-N-D-A-L-O-M.com. Uh, so the uh, um, so her team doesn't um, beat her up tomorrow. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and um, also um, has a softball team that uh-huh. um, Lavender Lounge. Lavender Lounge. And then there's also she is the uh, fundraising chair for the HIV AIDS Resource Center. That's correct. Yes, and belong to many other organizations. That That's she's right. It's, it's intimidating to be among such greatness. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Right. So one of the things that we were thinking of is like, so when you think of a power lesbian, um, what is what comes to your mind? Or when we invited you, what was the instant thought of like... Your visceral reaction. Were you like, um, Wonder Woman, what? Yeah. Miss Piggy? Uh, Smurfette? Smurfette? Anybody? Okay, I'll start. So actually when Gabe asked me to, to be on the show to talk about power lesbians, I actually had no idea what it is that he meant. I had no idea what that meant. I, I didn't really know what a power lesbian was or was supposed to be or what he was talking about <clears throat> and why he would be asking me to come and talk about that other than I work in the office and so I might have something to say about 
being a lesbian, and I am a lesbian. But uh, <laughs> so that's kind of just in essence. I I actually went around asking other people when they heard the term power lesbian and they all said that, uh whatever you want it to be don't hit me <laughs> <laughs> no i asked gabe for a definition and he said oh don't worry about it just answer the questions <laughs> um, so um but then i what i came to learn is that the way at least the terminology is being used now is because there is that show the power lesbians and that is it is associated with people in entertainment and oh. Hollywood, and and so in essence, uh, students' understanding was sort of women who or lesbians who um, are in entertainment, have money, but who also make political statements. That was oh. their sense of what a power lesbian was. Interesting. So. Well, I do find you all entertaining. I will throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Linda. <laughs> so when Dan asked me, of course, I had to get my cape out. Yes, and she brought it, too. <laughs> I wore it in. I wore it so that Dan could see it. Yes, exactly. But Logo is where I heard about it first also. We saw it about three weeks ago or so on, on there, the power lesbians. And I didn't consider myself one until yesterday when Dan called. So right. look at me. And now, after seeing the show and Just seeing your life. And have my cape on, I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at this. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think I uh, I had the same reaction. Like when you called, I, I don't think I've ever defined myself as a power lesbian. But right. um, you know, and I I heard about it on Logo too, and I heard about uh, the organization called Power Up. Is that the name right. of the? I think that's the name of the organization, and it's you know powerful lesbian producers, directors, you know people. Um, that are trying to get their voices heard, you know, in the mainstream media, I think. And so I guess that's what I initially thought of it as. But then as I started thinking about the term more, I, I think that to me, I, I guess to be powerful means to have some influence. And I think that um, that means the people that are out there, you know, even in local communities, like you don't have to be rich and famous and, you know, and, and gorgeous to be a power lesbian, I guess. I, but I think you all are gorgeous. Just FYI. Gabe, thank you. <laughs> well, that's true. We all are. But um, no, I think that, you know, I, I think it's someone who has influence and someone who's who's trying to create some change in, in their community. Right, right. And so and so since this is something new, like uh, what did you so who did you use as a role model growing up and and, and as you were becoming the person you are um who were like role models that you or people that you thought of as you grow up as, as you grew up that you th think of now as oh that might have been what they would label a power lesbian angela lansbury oh absolutely yeah. yes amazing yes yeah. absolutely that's the one that i always look at and went whoa so angela lansbury a la murder she wrote or angela lansbury a la mentoring candidate Murder, She Wrote. Ooh. Best of all worlds. Right really? There. I would have thought Manchurian Candidate, mm -hmm. you know, Overbearing Mother. Liked it, liked it. Okay. What about you, Jackie? That's a, uh, that's a hard question. I've actually had this conversation with my partner, and I really didn't feel like there was there were lesbians out there that I saw. So in many ways, I was the first lesbian I came out to. Oh, okay. And so in my life and at least in the in the way that I grew up and I also spent much of my time abroad, there weren't really people out there that I felt like I was trying to figure out what it meant to be a lesbian or how to be a lesbian or how to be a power lesbian. Um Ellen was probably the first person that really came out as a lesbian, in, you know, out loud and proud and and that sort of thing. Um 
I, I would have to say Ellen, too, because I think that I always looked up to her, especially with the stand-up. I mean, I thought that she was doing something really different, mm, right. and, you know, really asserting her voice and, and had a style. And when she was so young, too, I think she was like 24 when she won that, whatever it was, HBO or Showtime's Funniest Person in America. And so I always remember being really inspired by her. But I think that I was really inspired by a lot of the women that I went to college with, not not just professors, but also students that I thought were doing. I mean, I grew up in this area and I, I went to college in Manhattan and they were doing some stuff that I, you know, hadn't really heard of before. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, and, and a lot of them were peers, you know, but but I still think I looked up to them. So I'm hearing. Some, a, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say for me growing up, some of the the way where I got sort of my sense of what it meant, you know, what it would mean to be a power lesbian was from writers. So people like Bell Hooks, mm. um, you know, and it for me, it was about queer women who actually stood for social justice and were making a statement in some way. And so, uh, but it definitely wasn't entertainment or at least how the terminology is being right. used today with that show. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. And so, and so as you, so as, I, as I'm hearing is, is one of the things is that there, there was people that you didn't know necessarily directly, like I've been lucky to know you all directly, but, um, so, but there was like an inner strength that you had in, in learning, in, in kind of creating your own path or being the, 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 and, and a trailblazer for yourself, you. sort of. Right, because as I'm listening, like you say, like it's not really entertainment, but it's other places. But these are all still trailblazers, right? Even Ellen being a trailblazer, uh, and Bell Hooks as an author, and other places. So maybe power lesbians are trailblazers. Yeah, maybe, maybe, and 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 so where do you maybe? Because I don't think we've gotten to the point where you maybe think of yourself as a trailblazer yet. But so where do you find that strength, or where do you find that idea of like? You know, this is the the next thing that needs to happen, or this is the next thing that I feel that I, the cause that I need to take on, um, um, or think of your social activism. Like, why did you get involved with rap, Linda? I mean, Linda, or you know, like you got involved with rap for several years, and then you know did some amazing work as as pre as you were president mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years, yep. and then now you're doing. You know, now your your next thing was to take on uh, fundraising for the HIV AIDS Resource Center. Well, you got to volunteer. You know, you got to you got to give back, and mm -hmm. we've all all I think all of us here at least do that, and most of our community I think really does that too. So you pick what you want to do and how many hours it's going to take you, and, and you know you got to lead that way. And there's so many leaders in this community. It's just an amazing an amazing community. But that's I mean that's what the universities do. You know, they bring good good people, good women, and mm -hmm. now power lesbians right. to our community. So I have to think about this since this is a new term for me since yesterday, and I think that, that Jackie and Kate are shaking their heads the same way. So, <laughs> okay, now we got to think about what what you got to live up to it, right? Let's set some rules. Let's well, talk about rules. Yeah. <laughs> or like Kate, why did you apply to become the the director of the LGBT Resource Center on Eastern's campus? Well, I think um. Like even before that, I think my you know you were talking about influences, and I think that my parents were. I mean, my mom was really involved, you know, in the, like the peace movements and the uh, women's movements in the '60s, and so they always kind of raised me like, if you don't like something, you can change it, and you do have that power to change it, you know. So I think that we just kind of grew up in our family like, yeah, if you don't like something, make it better, you know. And so um, 
I, I did my graduate work at, at Eastern and started to get involved with the LGBT Resource Center through, um, it was doing some theater and education things where we would interview um, LGBT youth and then tell their stories um, through theater and then use that as a training component and, and work with them, like social workers, people that were going to be teachers, teachers afterwards. And so um, after I got involved there, it just so happened that the position um, was empty right as I was graduating. And so, you know, I kind of... Perfect. I applied and yeah, and, and that's how it happened. But I mean, I definitely was involved with, with the organization while I was still a student and that's you know kind of how I first got involved. Right. Yeah, for me it was, when I'm thinking about this is that I think the reason that I got into this work even throughout life is I, I spent much of my life probably feeling like I was an outsider. And that not only was because of my sexual orientation, but it was because my mom was Spanish, who spoke with an accent in the United States, and then I went abroad, and then I was an American abroad, and and so in some way I, I felt like an outsider, and I didn't, and so what I felt what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that I was engaged in work so that people didn't feel like outsiders, and so this is one w way in which... Um, I can try and do that, particularly with students, with with young adults and with students. Because uh, if you can feel good about yourself at that age, then, you know. It's a good foundation. It's a good, you know, it, at least it sets you in the right direction. And it's sort of like oh. that positive reinforcement and modeling that a lot of us didn't have when we were yes. younger. Yeah, yes. totally. So, so what would be some things that you would hope that would you would instill in women that are coming coming behind you, if you will? Um, or, or, or that you're interacting with or hoping for. What do you think the next step is? If you, if you could say something to, to young power lesbians out there, what, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> we all sit back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have no answer. Well, I think then, then let, me, let me really switch things so you can think, think about that question a little more, is um, how has... How has the community reacted to you being a woman in a leadership role? I mean, we're, as a society, we're used to men being in a leadership role and that men lead the community. And especially in the LGBT community, it's been gay men who have been leading, you know, that have been in a powerful role and kind of telling the lesbians, this is how, where we're going. And, and so now... You know, or as, do you feel like it's not happening? Or do you feel like the women's community... Um, hasn't been able to to um, have the voice do you think it's still being taken or still being um, sort of taken over I think it's been years that the women's the women's voice has been heard around here in southeast Michigan I think with uh, BTL with Jan and Susan and with women being you know presidents of the organizations and the volunteer places and you know Mary Sue Coleman I know that's recent but still you know, she's I think, a lesbian no, no. <laughs> women. Just women. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I don't know that. I don't I have no clue. Uh, but, you know, I think the women in Southeast Michigan have been strong for years and years. And so some of us happen to be lesbians also. Um, and, I mean, that's what I see from around from around town. Dan mm -hmm. and I have known each other forever. And, you know, you just, you're activists and you're just powerful. Right. So to add lesbian on that is just, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. But I, I think women haven't just it didn't c come onto the scene i mean that you guys have worked for it Correct. for or or um there was a 
that men didn't release that power um, as easily. That that there there was some influence that I think women have had um, or been. I really hate to say been given because I really don't think of power being given, even though that is where our society is ran. Um, that. One of the things that I would say to that, and it relates a little bit about advice for women, is is that um, you are the one that has to give yourself power, and you are the one that has to decide that you're entitled to be at the table, uh, that there is space for you at the table. So until you decide that for yourself, in my opinion, that's the only way you will actually achieve it or feel like you have it. Right. Um, because if I just waited around for people to give me power, I think I'd still be waiting. So I had to take responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes your, your closest people, though, give you the power to start out. You know, that was your mom. Mm -hmm. That was, for me, it certainly is Sandy and Jason. You know, they give you the power and they say, hey, you're good enough to do these things. You're better than most. And then from then on, it is you that has to say, yeah. So I something can take that lights the this. spark and then you add the fuel to that spark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, that that's where it starts anyway. I mean, I've had a pretty positive experience. I mean, I work in student affairs, which is pretty, you know, it's a lot of women. I would mm -hmm. say it's women-dominated. So, you know, and, and I have a lot of really strong role models at Eastern, you know, that are, well, some of them are power lesbians, some of them are power, power straight women, I guess, you know. But, I mean, definitely a lot of folks that I look up to. But I think that, you know, there's still some work to be done in terms of, you know, people having access to assert their voice. You know, like, I, I think it's interesting, especially in light of, you know, we were talking about the Oscars, that, that there's still, you know, a sense of maybe women and especially lesbians aren't, um, don't have as much power in the media to, to tell their stories or, or don't get acknowledged for it in mainstream award, uh, award shows. But, you know, so I, I think that there's definitely still some work to be done, you know, to, you know, I think we are, you know, at the table, but I think it's important to stay there and, you know, to get at more tables. Exactly. And and just to also being that we since we all are seated around a table and it is sponsored by the um, WCBN, one of the things that's coming up in the next two weeks is actually the WCBN fundraiser. And so we're really encouraging folks to start um, saving your pennies and dollars and even those hundreds and fifties that you're spending frequently, you know, maybe save some of those and think about uh, WCBN in two weeks. We're going to be having a fundraiser between February 9th and the 18th. Um, and we really would encourage you to call um, at that time um, at 763-3500 and call and, and make a donation. Um, we have a pretty um, hefty goal this year um, just because of just, you know, our budget cuts are happening all over. So that's right. Um, if you call in, uh, the phone will be answered by a celebrity. Absolutely. In, in their own mind. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so do call and do give. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to take a quick break and um, we'll come back and um, we're going to talk more about um, power lesbians. Hey, Kristen, what are you doing tonight? Tonight, uh, I'm going to comb my hair. Well, what about tomorrow? Yeah, I got to shampoo the cat. Well, what, well, what about next week? Uh, I'm in Toledo all next week. Okay, fine. How about this? On Tuesday, February 13th, WCBN Movie Night is Stop Making Sense with the Talking Heads. It's one of the best concert flicks ever. Is that the one with David Byrne in the big suit? You betcha. Yeah, I'll totally go to that. Sweet. It's live at PJ's. 
Doors are at 9, and the movie starts at 10. Let's get there early and drink some beer. All right! Passing the face up to the facts. Can't seem nervous, can't relax. Can't sleep, bed's on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real life Okay. Welcome back. You're Hi. listening to WCBN. Absolutely. Uh, closets are for clothes, and we are joined by some very powerful guests. Uh, Jackie Simpson from the Office of LGBT Affairs at U of M, Kate Brindle from the LGBT Resource Center at Eastern Michigan University, and Linda Lamardini from Trillium Real Estate. Real Estate. Yes, exactly. And we're talking about power lesbians, yes. how to guide. Yeah. How to guide for hunting and fishing for power lesbians. <laughs> yes. And we kind of left it on where, you know, that you need to, st- and, and especially in um, this community where there's a lot of negative and, and uh, oppression happening in the LGBT community, or for the LGBT community, that you need to find your own power and finding your own um, strength um, and, and um, going forward. And so how, I guess with finding your own power, how did you find... How did you find like what to do next was the right thing to do? You know, like how people find sometimes find the right thing to do is to come out now. Um, is that you know what I need to come out as a lesbian, or I need to, um, um, or that I I have this much influence over, you know, uh, over my friends. Maybe I can have my friends help me to to do the right thing in doing fundraising or or creating awareness um, on on campus. Um, where do you find that, that, that right instinct or how did you come to that, that instinct of, of this is, this is the right thing to do? I know you grew up with family that was very active or, um, when, when do you know that the time is the right time or do you just say, uh, whatever, now's good. Are yeah. you talking about the the right time for activism or the right time? The right time, time. yeah. For anything, yeah. For anything, yeah. To move from from job to job, to move from from being silent to being loud, to. I mean, I I think it's always the right time for activism, but I think that um, in terms of you know when to come out, how to come out, I I think it's something you just. I mean, it might sound simplistic, but I think it's something you just kind of know in your heart, and you have to trust your instincts. And I mean, there are times, you know, obviously we we get a lot of students in our office that are coming out, and and there are times where it could potentially be dangerous to do so. You know, so I do think that you have to trust your instincts. Um, and do what's right for you. And sometimes I do think it's trial and error. You know, I mean, sometimes there'll be an issue that'll come up on our campus and we just need to do something and we need to act right then. And so we do. And sometimes it's successful and sometimes there's definitely room for improvement. But um, I think there are certain situations that present themselves that you, you really do have to act now, you know. But, but again, I think it goes back to trusting your instincts and trusting yourself. So, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think you do have to listen to the voice within it. It generally will tell you when the right time is. It's just, like you said, sometimes we act on it or sometimes we don't act on it based on a lot of different reasons, either because we're tired, because we're afraid, because um, we tried it before and it didn't work, and so we figure, screw it. Um, but the other thing that I would suggest is 
like Kate said, it, it's always the right time. So even sometimes, whether it's in the LGBT community or not, there's there's lots of things that can be happening related to social justice in general. And so I, I do also think it's important to not always just uh, only believe that the time to act is when it somehow impacts you directly. Mm. And that sometimes it's important to act even when it doesn't impact you directly. Because the reality is it probably indirectly does impact you. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of the time period is put on by other people or um, other institutions or whatever you know it's bad enough and you got to do something right now whether it be political and you got to get out on the streets and you got to put signs in your yard or you know whether it becomes a little bit more personal um, to our LGBT community then you know we got to go out and do it again we got to call our friends and we've all done it many times um, even in Ann Arbor and you know Ann Arbor is one of the best places to be Ann Arbor Ipsy one of the best places to be um, but we still have to go out and fight once in a while and sometimes we don't win, so we got to fight again. And sometimes the win is different than than what is actually the the what people think it is. Because I think one of the things difference I think a proposal two two years ago, where um, it, um, in the state of Michigan, I think one of the things that even though we did not defeat proposal two and um, in allowing discrimination against LGBT folks um, in the state of Michigan, I think that but what we did what the win was is that we created a lot of awareness and i think um that even though it may not be the the best goal uh, i mean the, the the goal is is great or whatever but sometimes there's other i guess battles that are that are won and i think that that's you're you're right in the sense that it's a um sometimes you feel defeated and then i realize well wait a minute here there is some type of there was some good things that did happen, some conversations that did occur, some, um, you know. Well, some... One, less, one lesson we did learn is that we, next time a proposition goes up, we need to make it another number that's not two. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> the the sure. top twos don't seem to go the way in which two we might. <laughs> so maybe next time we can push. Our Five. activism can be around getting another number. We might, have better, we might have better results. <laughs> I wanted to say something about this the term power lesbians, because the other thing that I thought about when I heard the term and I was having the conversation is, do bisexual women fit into that category if they label themselves sure. bisexual? Do trans um, women trans women fit mm-hmm. into that category? Do people who identify as queer women who are having relationships fit into that category? The other thing that I'm cool with the label, but the other thing that also concerns me, particularly in how it's being used currently, is through again that it's entertainment and it, it, it and it appears that lesbians are taking on this look in entertainment so if you think about the, oh, l, the word, l word and even ellen to some extent is very polished and very yes. you know very hollywood sure yes and so even as it as it as it relates to gender expression in the lesbian or bisexual women or queer community i think i just think people need to be aware of so because so, it's it, it sometimes we create Sometimes there can be bad results when we're trying to unintended consequences, even though that's not originally our intent. Because mm-hmm. like my partner and I said, when we watch The L Word and or The Power Lesbians, 
We don't hang around people that look like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't look like that. Kate does. Kate well, does. Kate looks so like that. We, appre- <laughs> we, we appreciate the fact that you have diversity in your gender lesbian expression here. <laughs> but I mean, I, but I, I do think that show is dangerous and that it, it does only present one look. And I think that, and I think also, I think it's, it presents, you know, youth and I think it presents white. And I think that, that there's some dangers in that, you know, or, or that there's, there's some class issues that go along with that too. You know, like they're all wearing, you know, like Prada and like the, you know, right. expensive business. Suit. I uh-huh. mean, I guess that's what I kind of think of when I think of power lesbian, you know, very high fashion too, you know, and I, I think that's dangerous when that's the only thing being portrayed in mainstream media about the lesbian community. But but they, but, but at least they're on the but at least they're on the air. I it's mean, a totally the, right. It's a double edged sword it, like any other sort right. of queer yes. media. Yes. But the logo the the power lesbian and the logo thing had flannel shirts. These were oh, did they? Oh, okay. Right. Right. So, we did at least. Were they two. selling them? Or no, they were wearing them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had jeans on. It was, you know, and not designer. Good. So it's kind of nice to see. But that is true, though. I mean, that's exactly it. Because I think of flannel, or I think of po- of um, uh, uh, boots. B- b- no. Uh, pantsuits, pants. things like that, oh. that 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 portrays a little bit of masculinity. Because if I wanted to be more masculine, wouldn't I wear flannel? Wouldn't I wear um, boot like construction boots as we tease about in the oh, beginning? Sure, sure. Um, uh, uh, a, <clears throat> Would a you cut your hair really short? Right. Right. But it's only masculine in that people have decided that wearing boots and having short hair and wearing flannel is a masculine. It, uh, that somehow that men, someone has men own that, that. masculine men shit. own. Right. You know that boots equal man, flannel right. equals man. Somebody so part decided of it is that saying that yes, I'm a I'm a woman, a powerful woman, and I wear these clothes that men say that make me powerful, but it's really me who makes me powerful, and not the clothes, right? Absolutely. Can I push it a little further? <laughs> can I can I push it a little further? Like for instance, with like Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. when she becomes president, do you think she's going to be wearing a dress? Ooh. Well, I hope we, that oh. on occasion, I, I hope she's wearing a dress if she wants to wear a dress. Right. So and, and that, that would be my hope. Oh my god! You know, I'm trying to picture different outfits on her now. <laughs> like, oh, but it would be terrific if it came out. Oh my god! Is it going to be above the knee? Is it going to be pleated? Leather miniskirts? Is it going to be brown? Is it going to be navy blue or black? That's right. Oh my gosh! Well, you've got a long time to think about it. <laughs> and they have already started. Oh yeah. So here's a question. So so Rosie O'Donnell has made the news a lot lately. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I find. Some of the, sometimes when I'm talking to my straight friends, I, I do have straight friends. Um, when I'm talking to them and they they comment on gay media, they expect me to talk about like, well, what do you think about you know George Michael like defending him? Um, do you find yourself having to defend sort of like the like quote unquote at what Rosie says about Miss America to Donald Trump or how loud and proud and assertive she is on the View? Do you find yourself having to? To talk about that, or to sometimes people. how she speaks for lesbians, right? Or, right, how she speaks for lesbians, how she has kids, how she does the cruises. Well, I don't necessarily feel like I have to defend her because I agree with her. Ah. Ah. so um, I I appreciate her willingness to take a stand and make political statements and not just. Uh, 
sort of walk the whatever line it is. The that safe I'm, line the on safe line popular of, media, sure. So, so I appreciate that from her. Um, Nobody ever asked me because I don't watch it. <laughs> I've never seen her on TV. Wow. So it's pretty big, isn't it? Well, what about, like, for have you seen Ellen, or have you seen... Maybe once. Once, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you find, like, for instance, folks that are lesbians that are influ- influential, do you find sometimes that you have to defend them, or... I'm trying to think of folks. Boy, I don't... I don't... I guess I don't have anybody that, really, that I talk to that, you know, assumes that I know. Ah, okay. You know, either... It used to be that, you know, we all knew each other even if we were 5,000 miles apart from each mm-hmm. other because yeah. there were so, so sure. few lesbians out here that we all knew each other, and it was the old girls' club, or young girls' club, I guess it was. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, everybody that I talked to, or, I mean, Ann Arbor is just, it's not like that. I don't no. have to defend because we agree. Right. You know, and I think all the straight people that I know and our friends and, you know, if if I like something most of the time, you know, they would too or they'd agree with it or we'd have good discussion on it. But right. um, it doesn't mean that there's these, you know, these huge waves of, of hate that go on around That's here. It's interesting. So. Be- oh, well, no, go ahead. I was- well, because, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, for example, if we look at scandals. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, he molested little boys and, you know, he must be gay. So I find that sometimes in the gay community, we have to be like, oh, you know, this is not what gay people are like. You know, break that, like, how people think about that. Do you think it's so much the case with lesbians? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, I guess this kind of answers this question, too. I, I find myself having to, um, like, defend the notion of coming out on TV. You know, mm-hmm. like, definitely mm-hmm. people are like, well, Ellen was fine until she got too political or until she came out the oh, last season. Right. We used to like the show, you know, and can't she just kind of keep that quiet, you know? Oh. So I, I find myself having to defend the decision to come out, you know, definitely. And to be out. Because right. there's a difference between coming out right. and being open. Right. Right, Yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot, Kate, because one of the things that um, I love one of the stories that you tell about when people um, have differing views and don't actually know about you, about mm-hmm. your your political views, I should say, um, and especially when you come across male uh, comedians. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the story yeah. I told. It's kind of funny because, yeah, I do do comedy at night and, you know. The first thing I introduce myself, I'm not like, oh, I'm Kate, I'm a lesbian. You know, I mean, I tell people, but it's not the first thing I say. And uh, I was sitting next to this comedian, and he started saying how the gays have all the rights. And I was just like, <laughs> and, I really, and I said, I was like, which ones? Because, you know, I'm not taking advantage here, clearly. And uh, he, you know, was kind of fumbling. and You know, or, or I feel like sometimes people make sweeping generalizations when just by them making that generalization and not knowing that they're talking to me, you know, and that I do identify as a lesbian, like, then how can that be true? You know, if you're saying, well, all gay people are all lesbians are like this and they don't even know that that's who they're talking to, you know? Mm. So that I, I would say that, you know, it's kind of interesting because I feel like during the day, yeah, I'm a part of this world is very open, you know, and uh, we can have some pretty honest talks, you know, and then sometimes at night it's, it's a little more closed off. So it's kind of interesting to see the, the two worlds back and one, to back. And one of my favorites is when you especially asked him, so what, what rights do gay people, gay people have? Yeah, and it, well, and he kind of, you know, like, stumbled over his words and couldn't really say anything. Right. Cause, you know. Right. Because he, re- yeah, he didn't know. And so it's, it's, it's very interesting how, yeah, where some statements are made. And, and, and when you're in that spot of like, oh, I have to kind of uh, confront this. And I think that, I think that's one of the things that I, I do love about Washington County is, is just a, 
is that we do have we are a little island in, in the midst of for better or for worse right yeah yeah, right. and and that it's it's one of those things that it's a it's a safe place that I can be able to say I have a lot of people that agree with me, um, um, but then I also I so there is some some stuff there, but at the same time I can be able to have a healthy conversation. Uh, well, if someone disagrees with me, um, then I'm I'm not going to be. Well, I, I hope not. I shouldn't say there there's not going to be, but I hope that I'm not going to be beaten for for being who I am, and and having that there. Um, so, one of the things is is I still feel I haven't convinced them yet that, that they are power leaders. Lesbians? That they are leaders in our community. <laughs> well, and, you know they're they're too humble. They're very <laughs> humble. <laughs> they're humble leaders. Yes, that's right. Exactly, and <laughs> and I think that a lot of folks do, which I think is an important quality to being a powerful lesbian. Thank you. Yes. That's correct. And that's exactly leads me right to my question. A lady um, in the streets and a freak in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, too much about Jackie there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think my partner's listening. I love you, baby. Hi, Janine. <laughs> I love it. So, so folks do, I, I mean, I, I will like acknowledge that people do look up to all of you. And I think that there are some folks that, um, that, and, and do it, admire you, and do, believe it or not, watch what you do. I mean, they're, they are, like, if you're involved with something, they want to be involved with it. Or um, if, if they hear that Linda's doing something, oh, well, then I'm, I know I've got to be a part of that. Um, or if they want to get something done, they'll say, okay, well, I need to involve X, Y, and Z. Which I have to admit, whenever I've approached all these folks, they've always said yes to me. And I want to say thank you on the air. Um, because if it was for funding or an idea or I needed support. Or need my all... car fixed. Or, <laughs> or, you know, something built. Yeah, we do it all. That's now, maybe right. that's not why we don't say yes to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always yes to Dan. <laughs> um, but folks do. And I think that that is. And so what are some qualities that you think that you know, that you possess as a leader that, um, that, that you would like want to pass on. Yeah. If she could will something to, to many power lesbians, what would you will to them? Yeah. Hmm. Should have given us these questions beforehand. No. Oh. <laughs> I think one of the things our administration always says is that to be a good leader is really to inspire other people how to lead, you know, and, and teaching them how to do that. So I think that's important. And I think also realizing that, that, you know, I feel like I'm surrounded by so many people, especially students that have such incredible ideas, you know, and just creating a forum where they can share those ideas and, and listening to them. And, you know, because I feel like a lot of times I just kind of facilitate, you know, and, and they bring a lot of the ideas to the table. So I, I think it's important to, to be able to do that. I would probably say, Create yourself and find a way to be okay with that instead of, so when we've been talking about the shows and talking about seeing people out there to help us learn about whatever it is that we're learning about is, is take that all in, but then do create yourself. And then really it, it is about then being okay with that. Great. Um, I think that I don't know how to teach it, but I think during this power that we have, we have to remember to be empathetic um, and patient with others that are going to do the same thing we are or do it better uh, because we all come about this in, in our own time period. And, I mean, we're pretty tough, the three of us. I bet you have gone through an awful lot of stuff in our life, but others have not. Mm -hmm. 
and you have to go through a lot of stuff to be as you know as mm-hmm. tough and and out there as we are and it's easier here than it is in other places but it's still sometimes not that easy right so. And the only last thing I would say is there's an awful lot of stuff to do. And so pick a couple things that you really care about doing and don't get overwhelmed with how much there is to do. And then ultimately don't do anything because you just mm-hmm. don't feel like there's any way you can give back. Mm-hmm. Right. So focus on one or two. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's exactly right. And I think with the and, and, and listening to just with your with if you don't feel you are a power lesbian, I think there are some things that I think with what you just shared here is, you know, listening to what your friends are saying, listening and then getting involved. And, and, and even if you don't feel you're going to make a difference, it's, it's, it's amazing. Sometimes when I put together events, just having somebody there, having a warm mm-hmm. body and a network and, being really well supported yeah. and feeling like you have people. Yeah, right. totally. And, and bringing, you know, and then bringing your friends and inspiring them to come to those different things. I think that's how we've really, how I, I think I've seen all of you is, is just kind of how you started with a, a little, um, with a, something small, and then just kind of grew, and then grew a little bit more, and then more people started seeing what you were about, and and you inspired them to say, hey, this is something that I want to get involved with, mm-hmm. and um, and so that's one of the things that I that um, that I definitely see that all of you have done, and definitely you guys inspire me every, even with just sometimes just. Just phone calling and saying, "Hey, I've got this idea," or "I just need to vent," or or just finding out what you're doing and saying, "You know, I never thought about that," and going a little further. Definitely, you know, you know. Before we leave, we actually had a phone call. Oh, yeah, and someone had a question, and I'm not sure if anyone can answer. But um, so we had a caller and ask, uh, "Do any of these amazing, wonderful women um, have an update on what's going on with the women or woman at Affirmations?" Oh. <laughs> I know I do not. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. either. Yeah. So there's no comment out there about affirmation. I don't you know, know who the woman is, so that that's a hard question to answer. Sure. Okay. So. Okay. Great. Well, um, thank you so much for um for being uh, being on the show. I really appreciate you adding to, um such richness to our to our show and and definitely being inspiring to me at least. Absolutely. It keeps me keeps me going with the radio and 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 introducing people to to folks that I think are wonderful in the community and and even though this is a new term for some, you know, the culture makers. <laughs> um and, culture makers, uh, power lesbian trailblazers. That's right. Exactly. Head lesbian in charge. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, Jackie. Right? That's what to him. And so I definitely want to encourage folks to go to the to the different websites. Um, there is um, the Office of LGBT Affairs at U of M and Which is the, what's the website? It's umich.edu backslash tilde, which is a little squiggle. LGBTA, and also the website at EMU is emish.edu slash LGBTRC. And then we also have Linda Lombardini, which is, um, she has a website, Linda Lom, L-I-N-D-A-L-O-M.com. Linda Lom.com. That's right. And um, and I definitely want to um, inspire folks to definitely go to the movie night. Um, but if you've enjoyed what you've heard t- tonight, we have many other shows that are on um, iTunes. You can just def- go to the clo- to the um, store and put in keyword as closets. Um, you'll see our show come up. Closets are for clothes. And then subscribe. Um, very simple. And we uh, are will be updated once That's a month. That's right. And you can email us at wcbnclosets at gmail.com. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see you 
next week. I think we have an author on next week. Next we do. Week. I think we're Jay Sennett. Absolutely. And he's going to be talking about his um, new book that just came out. Absolutely. I think he's doing a little reading, maybe field some questions. Exactly. And we're going to also be having Keith Orr from Common Language. Oh, that's right. That's him. right. Lay some book knowledge down on us. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. So we'll Wonderful. see you next week. Thanks for listening. Crosby, wrap your troubles and dreams, take four. Castles may tumble, that's made after all. Life's really funny that way. Sang the wrong melody, we'll play it back. See what it sounds like, hey, hey. They cut out eight bars, the dirty bastard. I didn't know which eight bars he was gonna cut. Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nut. <clears throat> uh, the last bastion of freeform. WCBN FM and Ava. Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that mic is on. The Phil. mic's on. Oh, my God. Turn off the microphone. All right. Good evening. This is The Hop Now on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Robert. I'll be your host here from 7 to 9, playing funk and soul jams from the 60s and 70s you just heard. Closets are for clothes. And after my show comes on the local music show, as always, with rotating hosts. I believe tonight's host to be Sarah Stebbin. Usually have a live musical act playing with that as well. But anyways, here on this show here, The Hop, going to start things off with a sweet, sweet ballad. Uh, some male vocal work on this one, group work. It's the group called The Amazers on Thomas Records out of Chicago. song that was actually produced by Curtis Mayfield called It's You For Me. And then after that, have Danny Boy Thomas with My Love Is Over. On the hop. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 